Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. This is episode number 27. Today is Thursday, August 15, 2013. My guest today here in the studio with me is a lovely and talented actress who is also now a host of her own show, Ariel Kebble. Hi. What's up? <laughs> that was really high. I was like, <laughs> hi. Well, your, your, your high voice is um, counteracting my raspy voice. Your raspy voice? Yes. It's had, so sexy, you though. You like it? It's yeah. a little raspy today. We had the opening, grand opening of Hooray Henry's last night. Oh, how was that? That was, it was actually really fun. And um, it's raspy because I'm like talking to people over loud music. Is and, that what it was? Yeah. Because you were working so hard. Yes. That's why it was raspy. Making sure everybody's having a good time. Right. I, I know. So, I have to go check it out. I was bummed I couldn't make it last it's night. It's cool. It's a British theme and we have like British guards and it's actually really it's really cool at the door yeah like um with those like furry hats oh yeah it's and just the red a cool coats? vibe red coats it's That's very authentic it's cool so when you go in there do they play that song by the royals <laughs> oh that's a good idea <laughs> but I'm bummed do you know a lot of people keep coming up with ideas they'll be like you should have James Bond movies playing on the screen I'm like not a bad idea that like people just keep infusing their British pictures of the royal baby we do have we too do have, far we have no we have pictures of you, royals but not do? but no not one I know, yeah, yeah. It's like paintings of, like, British monarchs from back in the day. That's cool. Um, but we hung out at, a, speaking of clubs, so Hooray Henry's comes from the same people who brought us Bootsy Bellows, and oh, we hung yes. out there a couple weeks ago. We did hang out there. Yeah. Brett Gursky was a rock star that night. <laughs> I did. I overstepped my bounds, but I had to do it. He, It was amazing. We were coming from the Bruno Mars concert, and we needed to dance the night away to celebrate such an epic night. Well, explain why, it's a, explain your connection to Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Why you're celebrating? Oh, well, um, someone very close to my heart helped discover and sign Bruno. That's so kind of a big deal. It's a, it's a very exciting big deal, and yeah. it's wonderful to be a part of the crew and help them celebrate. And, and it was in his LA show, so that's like it a was homecoming. his LA show. It was Staples Center. It was sold out two nights in a row. It was it was epic, mm. and so we we couldn't end there. We had to continue on at Boosty Bellows. I loved it. And we continued on with me and like 10 dudes. Yeah. <laughs> now, some of them were actually in the band, so, you know, they've got like cool status, but it was still 10 dudes and me rolling up to the club being like, Gursky. Yeah, and she's like in this dress <laughs> and just leading the pack at the rope, and I go outside to get her, and um, they were holding the door because of like a capacity issue. Oh, yeah, like, no, right the when we got marshals. there. Right when we got there, the police were there. Yeah, well, fire marshals. Fire marshals, yeah. Or, you know. yeah to me, they look like police. Right, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, we gotta go. They were authoritative <laughs> figures. So they're, yeah. they're inside like making sure everything's okay and so at that point like the protocols hold the door yeah and i'm just like i can't i'm like i gotta get out she can't just stand <laughs> you here. did do that because i literally i saw the guards come out and i turned to my boys i was like sorry guys like the police are here we gotta go and brett's like come this way and i was like we're in i know i opened the rope which i never touched the rope. our door guy parker that's his thing and i never touched the rope but i was like you know what i'm in a bind i opened the rope because my idea was at least get you on the other side of the rope inside with us yeah and then i'll work on the next step of getting 
getting into the actual club. Yeah. But then once you guys were in, they're like, just bring them in. I was like, okay, great. That and then was we were amazing. in. Amazing. And then that you guys was, did dance the night away. We did. That was so yeah. cool. You were all dressed up that night. It, was I so, know. it looked like a very fancy evening. <laughs> I want to go to you. I want to go to a Bruno Mars concert with you guys next time he's in town. It looked like a lot of fun. It was. We'll um, have to make that happen. Yeah. But is he from LA, Bruno? Or he's from Hawaii. Oh, okay. Uh, originally, but I mean, he's been here for a long time, and since since they've all been working together at Atlantic, he, yeah. he's he's based here. It, that's what's cool about living in LA too is that when musicians do their LA show, it's like uh, it, like I said, oh like my a homecoming. Totally. All their friends go, family. So I was. That's part of why it was so fun. Was like literally people's families were there, <laughs> right. and I'm you know I'm used to seeing the guys, but to be with everyone's family and see a, a piece of where they've come from and see everybody celebrating from yeah. different parts of their lives it was really cool and it was at Staples Center you said? it was at yeah, Staples it's a huge it was venue. sold out two nights in a row that's big it was fun I love that well yeah. so we had a good time and also um, I was going to say that we go back a little bit I was trying to figure it out I think I met you through Jonathan Sadowski that crew Ka- I call him Kawasaki Kawasaki don't ask why <laughs> right. but that's, it's not like Sadowski at all but well, when I, when a I first a, ma- a mouthful Sadowski <laughs> yeah when I first met him I couldn't say his name so I just made up Kawasaki it's close <laughs> um, but is that how we met I think so I with think Ross it- Golan yeah, that guys? crew, like Nick Nantel you know, and Justin Medeiros. Do you know Ross is who introduced Aaron oh, and I? That makes sense. Ross is a big deal in the music world. Yeah. Songwriter, singer. He is. Oh, cool. We It was a random setup. Nobody knows the story. It's an on the, <laughs> the list inside exclusive. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a setup, and I've never done a setup in my life, and I was very anti-setup, and somehow Ross sold me, and... He did a good job. What made him think? He just thought you guys would hit it off? I guess. It's cool. I do that sometimes with my friends, too. I don't know what it is. You can't explain it, but it's just something you're just like, these two people would get along. Yeah, which is crazy because we're very opposite, but it's a good balance. Opposite attract. So I think it was that crew. And also, you did a movie with Brittany Snow, who I'm friends with. Maybe that was... I just... I feel like I've known you for a while. It was definitely in... Yeah, whether it was with Brittany or Sadowski, it was all the same time because Brittany and I did John Tucker Must Die up in Vancouver the same time that Jonathan was doing uh, She's the Man. Oh, okay. So we oh, okay. were all up in Vancouver together, hanging out, going to dinners. I don't, honestly, I don't know how we didn't get kicked out of the sudden place because there was like 15 teens just like <laughs> roaming that around in a pack. It was insane. That's it like was like summer camp. camp. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it totally was. The John so, Tucker Must Die girls hanging out with the She's the Man guys. It was. That's it fun. was. And every, every night, like the party would be in a different hotel room. It was crazy. So that, it makes sense. It was all around the same time period because yeah. we were all together. Yeah, then. I feel yeah. like I've known you a long time. Yeah. I know your sister. She comes out with you guys sometimes. I know. Julia. It's a family I affair. Call, I call her my big little sis. Why is that? Because she's, she's shorter than me. Oh, shorter. She's older than me, but she's Oh, older. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where, that's where it comes sis. from. I like that. Actually, yeah. you want to know my Jonathan Sadowski story very quickly? Uh, yeah. Do you know how I know him? This is a, this is a funny story. Oh, though. God. Is I've it never through told magic? No, it's through um, Entourage. No so way. So I was Brett Ratner's assistant in real life. And they were doing an episode where Johnny Drama comes over to Brett Ratner's house to talk about possibly yeah. doing a movie, but it turned out it was like the wrong guy, and it's like Brett Ratner didn't want to meet Johnny Drama. So he's greeted by Brett Ratner's assistant in the episode, and Doug Allen had spent the day with me and Brett and watched Brett work, and 
wrote a character based on me, Brett Ratner's assistant. So when the breakdowns went out to cast it, everyone, all my manager friends and agent friends started forwarding to me. Do you see they're casting for Brett Ratner's Aww. assistant? So I was like, I want to read for it. Yeah. So I went in and read for it. And you didn't get your own self? Jonathan Sadowski got it. No. So you're like, I got to get meet this guy. I was just like, me? who the hell is that? So I'm like angry about it. And I want to hate him. And then I meet him on the set. I'm like, this guy's kind of cool. That's and we stayed, amazing. And we stayed friends, yeah. So I had no idea. The first time I heard his name was when I heard he got the part over me. And that was my foray into acting. That's a... Wow. Isn't that a great story? You know, it's also... He probably tells it a little differently, but he tells that... He likes to tell that story. Oh, my God. I love that story. That I've funny? never heard that story. Yeah. Um, Entourage was my first... Uh, I did the pilot. That was one of my first things out here. Really? Yeah. We have so much in common. I these, know. these Hollywood circles. I know. I was going to say, actually, that's something I always say. It's a smaller world than people think. They think, oh, my God, it must be so scary to go out in Hollywood. But it's actually this close-knit kind of crew. very, very small. You work with the same people over and over. Um, well, before we go back in time and do your Inside the Actor Studio, Ooh. let's talk about <laughs> what you're doing right now, which is on tomorrow night. It is. Called The Perfect Score. It is. It's on, on CW. C-dubs. My home base. It, it, very good to you. They've been wonderful <laughs> to me. Um, I've been watching it. I've been watching Perfect Score, Thank and it's you. a lot of fun. And it reminds me of a show I loved growing up, Singled Out. Yes, the best. I was waiting for it. I was like, please say Singled it's Out. True. Please say Singled Out. Yeah. Well, Thank what, you. what was I going to say? It I reminds know. me of the Cosby it reminds show. Me, yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of Oprah. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, it's, uh, it's like the Singled Out for a new generation. And I, I would say you're the Jenny McCarthy, but you're really a hybrid of the Jenny McCarthy and the Chris Hardwick because it's yeah, you up there. Alone. I'm totally a dude. Well, because <laughs> I'm I, a dude I, with blonde. Hair. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Well, I like well your role on the my show. My dreams come true. <laughs> your role on the show is your. It's you. It is. There. It is. You don't it's, have a sidekick. I don't have a sidekick. It was. You know. This. It's my first time doing anything like this, and it was. I say it was like boot camp because um, we had two days of rehearsal, and then we shot all twelve episodes in four days. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, I mean, you just I, keep costume change and then start again. Yeah, we would. Yeah, we literally. I'd have like an hour in between. And that hour went to hair and makeup and then like 10 minutes of silence for me so I could learn the next guest, study them, recompose myself and wow. get to it. So it was like so different from in every way from from shooting and and um, and yet I love it. I love walking out on stage. I love having the live audience. I normally go out on stage before and kind of see the audience, say hi to them, get them pumped. And then knowing that every show is different be, uh, because of the guests. You know, right. some of the guests are really outgoing. Some of the guests are very shy. So I have to kind of pull more out of some guests. I'm sure he, you see it on the podcast. Like, yeah. some pe people well, just bring different energies. Right, Exce right, different energies. But because a lot of the guests are actors and directors, they have big personalities. So I, oh, ne I never yeah. had, I've never had to pull any teeth to get people to oh, talk. Well, yeah. But you're dealing with regular folks yeah. on there. And what would be really interesting was when the producers would think, like, that someone would be pretty outgoing and then they suddenly turned very shy when the cameras were right, right. and no one was ready for that so it was my job to pull them out and and um and sometimes the audience was louder sometimes you know I had to kind of engage them more and there's just there's so much that goes into every moment on that show uh you know looking at the prompter reading the rules 
the, the reacting, the spontaneity of, of every moment of what the what they're saying. Yeah. Um, that it's like when that hour's over, I, it's like I walk off stage and I, I finally breathe. Yeah, I'm like, like, wow, what just happened? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. But that's what I love about it. I've never had anything like that. Yeah, before. it's almost like improv. It, it is improv. It totally is. Well, that's what I was thinking watching it. I was like, Ariel it has to be on her toes because you can't really script your responses to these people you're just rolling with it. none of it the only thing that's scripted is the rules right and in fact our our um head producer scott he was so funny god bless him because he obviously had a lot of faith in me but he uh he helped produce america's got talent and a lot of these oh yeah huge shows and so he's a seasoned producer with this thing and he would just throw stuff at me like he would just shut off the prompter because he just wanted me to he wanted me to trust myself and go for it and yeah. so i'd be on like live television looking at an empty screen like thinking so many evil thoughts in my mind no but you can tell i mean as you- i'm like anyways i'm gonna take it from here so <laughs> no but you can tell that it's without a net like you you, yeah. you have no idea what those contestants are gonna say or Nothing. who they're gonna pick yeah. and so explain the premise for people who haven't seen it yet so perfect score is a dating game show it's based on compatibility so yes. every contestant takes the same compatibility test before they come on the show right and then like a match.com like a match.com of. right so yeah. it's much more technologically advanced than singled out it, it is <laughs> thank you the time, for, thank the times you for have pointing changed. that out yeah. yes yes we've come a long way they have even the graphics it looks more like who wants to be a millionaire than I know I thought that too when we were first in rehearsals they were like do you want to go see your stage I was like do, do I I have a stage. Yeah, I want to go see my stage. Yeah, you're Regis. Yeah, but then we went out there, and it was all like you know the the kind of neon with the yeah. white and futuristic and the lights. It's and really I was cool. like, this is awesome. Yeah, um, it's very cool. But so the show, so so it's it's like it's like you get to watch two people on J date, right? <laughs> and um, and the 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 kind of. Fun, the twist of it all is that the most compatible person is worth $50,000. Right. So these two best friends come on the show, and they're competing to win the date, but they also really want to win this money. Yeah. Um, and then their least compatible person is worth a dollar. Right. <laughs> but what if they're attracted to the least compatible on paper? Well, here's what's cool. What I love about the show is it... it uh, eliminated all, you know, you can't go off of looks. You can't go off of what you think you're attracted to. You right. can't, because if you pick that person because you think it's what you're used to or you're compatible with and they turn out to be your least c- compatible person, you're forced to s- begin learning things about yourself that maybe you never knew, which is also maybe why you're single. Right. You know? Right. So I really dug it because I got to see this, like there was this one girl, we haven't aired the episode yet, but she's, um, She's a little hottie McBody. Okay. And uh, most of the girls on there are. Yeah. Well, it's you <laughs> Especially know. Especially in the pilot, it was just oh my God. two blonde girls that <laughs> people very, would enjoy looking at. Two very, <laughs> very blonde girls. Yes. Very, very. Yes. And <laughs> this hottie McBody and her, she, her most compatible guy, this adorable guy named Joe, is literally like five three, where and he has a sweater vest and and glasses and. And I mean, I think he weighs eighty pounds. Right. So <laughs> there was a show called Beauty and the Geek. Right? <laughs> it, it was very similar right. to that. So it was just, uh, it was fun for me to see that we're setting up this show and that they they really do stick to to the test, and that's how 
um, these people are paired in the end. Right. So, ex- yeah, explain how you win. So, the throughout the show, the first round is a quick five-second intro round. They're judged on their first impression. Right. They've I like got that. five seconds, and you either make it or break it. It's basically a pickup line. It, totally. Totally. <laughs> and the guys, pickup. oh, my God, some of them. Did you see the one where he's like, my rose or whatever? Yeah, well, that's The Bachelor, right? I was he, like, you're weird. Yeah, but he was, not, he was not talking about oh, yeah. a real rose. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I was like, let's stay out of your garden, sir. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, they say these wild, wild pickup lines, and then uh, they're eliminated, and then the next round is a question and answer round. Right. Um, and then after that, the final round is a very wild and crazy, that's kind of the thing that feels the most, like, singled right. out. It builds Which that. is, yeah. it builds to the challenge round. Yeah. And in, in the challenge round, these contestants are forced to do whatever the two people that come on the show want to see them do. So, some guys that are surfers come on the show, they want to see the girls surf. Some girls that come on the show that are looking to get married want to see their first dance with the mannequin. Right. You know, they're all like they're all over the place. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but and then after that, they make their decision. And we've had ties. We've had a lot of tiebreakers. We've had uh, spoiler alert. We've had three people win fifty thousand. That's great. Um, and uh, yeah. Do you know if any couples are still together? It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. But the other thing I thought was so sweet was after the show ended, everyone comes on. You see everyone kind of pour on stage at the end. Right. And they stay there for a while. We encourage them to chat and mingle. And uh, and the people that were eliminated but then found out that, like, maybe they eliminated their most compatible person, they would go straight up to them and start talking. That's very cool. Because for them, it's like a cheat to a fir- great first date or something. Right. You know, it's like they never get to see actually what on paper their Most perfect match yeah. looks like. Free matchmaking. Yeah. So I thought that That's was neat. really sweet because I was like, wow, our show is really fun and wild on air and actually pretty sweet behind the scenes. You should do the follow-up thing like Shark Tank does. Like I know. catching up with guests and see what happens. I know. I would love to do that. Yeah. I already have so many ideas, but we have to get we have to get a season doobie. Yeah, though. that's true. Well, how many, so how many episodes of air to work because they're doing back to back so back they're half hour episodes you shot 12 and they three weeks of it so six uh or? yeah well we, we we premiered and then we took a break because they wanted to repair we got paired up with america's next top model friday night so this is actually we've been on a bit of a hiatus this is kind of like our re-premiere right and if anyone wants to catch up i noticed that the episodes that have aired already are on cwtv.com dot com yeah yes. so that's cool so people yeah. can catch up but it's fun too it's just there hasn't been a singled out show since singled out really I know because a lot of the shows went the other way where it was like blind date and you know I know that's kind of gimmicky was... but this is the setup well and fun. not only gimmicky but also like very romantic yeah. and ours is not meant to be romantic right. ours is meant to be fun it's nothing really fun. more than that how long know? does it take to film an episode that then gets edited down to 30 minutes um well well, I mean, if in their perfect world, an hour, but between some of the camera breaks, about an hour and a half. Right. And then they take the best moments because it moves very quickly. Very fast. Yeah, so they can pick the highlights and stuff. Very fast. And then, I mean, we, we hardly stop. The only time we stop is if it's a camera or a blocking issue or an audience issue. Well, if you get a season two, I want to come watch this. Happen. I would love Actually, that. Actually, I should maybe get contested. I was just going to say, I would love that. this sounds like a great way to meet somebody yes. compatible. Wow. I know, because even if you don't win, you'll at least see what your yeah, most at the 
hand, I'll go up to her and be like, you know, I, I didn't hey, pick baby. you, but I heard that on paper. Want to get behind the red velvet rope? <laughs> right, exactly. Pizzi Bellows, Friday night. <laughs> Want to come be a royal with me? Oh, that's, yeah. That's if she's available on a Wednesday, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well it's Hollywood. It's up to whenever. It, right. Yeah, check the avail. Exactly, right. That sounds like that's fun, amazing. though. That's amazing. Is it, is it partnered with uh, one of those websites, like a dating website, or who came up with our, the compatibility thing? Oh, I don't. I have no. The producers, I guess. I have no idea. Is it on the web? Because they should do. But you can do. You can actually. You can do your own. If you go to cwtv.com, yeah. you can take the test. I was going to say And it's that's not the idea. exact same test that they take because theirs is much longer. Yeah. Um, we have a short attention span. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like my sister took it for fun, and she put like all the like what in her mind were the worst answers. And she got paired with Stefan Salvador from Vampire Diaries. Oh, interesting. So they, they pair with, like, different... Uh, like, CW stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you have a relationship with CW, obviously. Whose idea was it to have you host the show? Did they approach you? Oh, man. I had the hardcore audition. Really? Oh, yeah. So you find out and you tell your reps, like, I hear there's this hosting job. No, well, they they called uh, for to, to have me audition, but... Um, I host Rehash, which right. is a weekly uh, uh, recap of the Vampire Diaries, right. which is online at cwtv.com. Uh, right. And that was my first year doing that. And obviously, that's a very different f- format than Perfect Score. Right. But it was that was my first lead into this world. Um, and so CW had seen those episodes, um, which is really the only thing that got me in the door to audition because it's something I really wanted to do yeah. and break into. We've talked remember? about that. I know. A few years ago. I know. I might pat myself on the back for a second. <laughs> you should. But I was approached by um, a website about coming up with like a Regis and Kelly morning show for the web for like high schoolers and college I kids. Know. And for, I just remember sitting in the meeting and I, and it just clicked in my head and I was like, Ariel Kebble and Dan Levy should be the Regis and Kelly of this website. And I remember I called you from the car. I know. Like, and I was so excited. Garage. And I was like, have you ever thought about hosting? And you were like, yeah. I was like, I, I want to get into it. Yeah. And so we went to dinner, but the website never, they never developed that show. I know. But um, it would have been cool. And I still think, by the way, I shouldn't give the idea away like this, but I still think there's a Dan <laughs> by Levy. By the way, yeah, there's I'm a Dan still, Levy, I'm, Ariel Kebble show. In, I'm still a bail. <laughs> yeah. But I remember just, no, I don't know what it was. It was like, just from knowing you, it just, I mean, um, there are certain people who just have both for the actress thing and the host thing. You know, there are some people who are only one or the other, oh, yeah, but you definitely sure. have both. Thanks. So the CW copied my idea. I know. And now yeah. you're doing more with them, right? I am. So, um, oh yeah. So, so, so that I got to audition, oh, right. but then no, I was, the I was up against like 14, like real hosts. <laughs> like, I bet. And this was actually during, I remember it was during pilot season. So it was driving everyone I work with nuts because I was like, you guys, this is really important to me. This is, like, awesome. I, I can't miss this opportunity. And we had to change the audition time literally probably eight times because of other pilots. Oh, that's right. And I was testing for other stuff. And, and I remember I was in the middle of a test deal, and we couldn't get the guy in to read with him before I was going to test for perfect score. And so we were like, just so you know, I'm going to go test for this thing. I really want it. And they were like, how many people are you up against? And they, you know, they told them, like, 14. They're like, okay, yeah, go. Wow. Like, they were not worried about losing me. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which is right. But then, um, but, I wonder but, who those other 14 girls were. I know. I, well, it was, I was up against uh, male and female. They, oh, okay. they read both. Oh, they didn't know. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, so then I remember the 
night before I was going over it like an audition and there on the script you know it says obviously I'm dealing with different contestants and so I had never tested for anything like this I thought it was going to be like a casting audition where you're reading with the casting director and it's up to you <laughs> to make believe everything else going on right so I was like okay I'll put John in corner number one and Jeff in corner number two and you're I'll coming up with a backstory for all your yeah. contestants I was like oh hey John how you doing like I was just going to f- make stuff up right. and like impress them that I could talk to visible people <laughs> right and I walk in the room, and there's literally like uh, a stat. What is it called? Uh, um, Statistics. No, no, no. Where people sit on stands. Oh, stadium seating. There's like stadium bleachers. seating. Bleachers. Thank okay. you. There's like a small thing of bleachers, like you see in like middle school. Right. And there's different <laughs> producers sitting there. We, they have ten guys playing the contestants. They have two producers playing the two female best oh, wow. friends. They, they have the showrunners there. They have the music on. And they're like, okay, we're going to do a quick rehearsal. We're da-da-da. Here's the prompter. So you know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, don't. I got this. And I'm like... It's basically a mock episode. It was a mock episode. And my test was 22 minutes wow. of me doing the show. Wow. And then and I you guess, knew the rules, right? You had, you had studied them? I mean, yeah. Right. What well, was that part of the audition was reading the rules? Yeah, the, the whole show from start to finish. Wow. That was the audition. And then I remember when the guys come out, like they're like, you know, just have fun with them. And I didn't know what to do. And there was this great music on, so I just started <laughs> dancing with them. And I was like, hey, I feel like Ellen. And like, <laughs> I guess apparently that's actually what got me the role. Like who, the female producer loved that I wanted to be Ellen. Wow. So, you channeled Ellen DeGeneres, who, by yeah. the way, was an actress who also knows. I know. Connecting the dots. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's how it happened. And then I was filming something else. I wrapped on a film at Friday night at midnight and I started rehearsals on this Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Oh, that's the and best. then we started filming Monday. That's amazing. It was crazy. That's so cool. So you, when you got the phone call, were you just super psyched? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm pretty sure I cried. Wow. I was like, I was, it's funny. I was kind of out of my body because it was the first time in a long time where I was like, it was one of those dream come true moments, you know, because I was like, wow, I said like a year ago I wanted to do this. And now Brett Gersky said two years ago, Brett Gersky, (laughs) he was on it before I was. And now (laughs) like these beautiful moments have fallen into place and everything had led up to that moment, Amazing, you know, and it was cool. It is really cool, actually, that the. Because you were on Vampire Diaries as an actress, you ended up hosting these re- recap videos for the website that then went on to produce the show that then uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Perfect. that's you know, we never we never know what's happening in life, but it is happening for a reason. And I love it. And then you look back and it's this puzzle. It's incredible. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. And the, I I also always use that phrase full circle moments. It's just it all comes full circle, and you're yeah, like, ah, that's what that I'm was. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Muzzled off. Right, exactly. <laughs> so when the when I remember when the press releases came out, like the Deadline articles and stuff, it was basically like Ariel Kebble's perfect score. They made it your show. I know. It was about you more than even the premise. I know. It was, it was really so cool. cool. It was really cool. Well, there and and yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's neat. <laughs> It's awesome. And so how, how's the uh, reaction been on Twitter and everything? Oh, my! I love my, 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 my Twitterites are the best. You really they're like, do. They're the nicest. <laughs> Somebody wrote to me the other day, what do you like most about your fans? And I wrote back how nice you are. Yeah. Because it's brutal out there in the Twitterverse. And, and, and they're just like, they're very, very kind. And, and they truly support what I do. And I'm grateful for yeah. that. 
Um, but the response has been fantastic. I think CW's been pleasantly surprised, yeah. um, you know, because it's a summer show. So they didn't do a whole lot with marketing or, you know, for their shows, they like to just kind of put them out and see what happens. Yeah. And, and it's a dating show, which is new for them. It's Usually very it's new. It's reality or scripted, and now it's this third It's this in-between thing. Yeah. And I, I think they didn't know if their fan base was going to love it or not know what to do with it. I think everyone was very much, like, in this limbo, except for me, because I'm like, well, I know why I did it. My love, you know? Yeah. Like, I was very clear why I was doing it. Right. Um, and so the ratings, yeah, they've been very happy. They're really excited. They feel like pairing it with, even though it did well with Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is doing fantastic Oh, right. For That's them. another game show, yeah. That's who we premiered with. But they really feel like pairing it with America's Next Top Model is is even a better audience the for them. The demographic, yeah. Yeah. So they're excited. And you guys tune in Friday at 8 p.m. Yeah. Well, you get two episodes <laughs> Share your back to back. Yeah, two Friday at 8 and yeah. Friday at 8.30. Yeah, and they're both brand new episodes, so they should be fun. I'll be watching it. I actually have a DVR season pass. Really? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. And Good I wish man. you could get them on iTunes, too, but you can't. CW's not on, it uh, doesn't have it on iTunes, I don't think, yet. Probably not, yeah. because they have their own, they do it on their website. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. want to drive the traffic over there. I know. They're not even on On Demand on, on Time Warner, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, I'll sometimes miss something and I'll go to watch it and I'm like, shoot, and they direct and you, you to their to website. Wait. I know. They're smart, though. They're smart, but they're funny about it. They keep, their, they keep it close to home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's interesting, too, is like uh, for CW, like a show like Gossip Girl, like maybe they got a million viewers actually watching it on TV, but it was like the highest rated show on iTunes. And oh, yeah. Because that generation just watches stuff on their phones and their iPads, and so they kept it on all those years, and it was considered a big hit. Yeah. Not because of Nielsen ratings, but because of this whole new way of and also, yeah and also overseas i think like both gossip girl and naya to are like huge in europe yeah like sensations <laughs> right which is so funny yeah. too. Oh, yeah they like our culture well <laughs> americans yeah <laughs> we're not royals but we think we do something right. right we try to set some trends <laughs> yeah um no but perfect story it's a lot of fun and people should watch it what else should we say about it before we go back in tune time in, tune in please or else that <laughs> voice will haunt <laughs> you <laughs> in your sleep <laughs> i'm like hurting my voice <laughs> excuse me um but yeah no it's a lot of fun and how do people if, what if someone wants to be a contestant how would that happen you know i've been asked that question i think they purposely don't tell me so that like they don't have rando dudes okay. like coming up to me asking me <laughs> right but i'm sure that on the website there's there'll be a place yeah uh, you know to sign up and and all of that um and actually, game shows, scheduling-wise, as a host of a game show, from what I've heard, is the greatest job in the world because, like you said, you did 12 episodes in three days. Like, Pat Sajak and Alex Rebecca mm-hmm. like on um, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, supposedly they do, like, six episodes a day. Yeah. Well, no. A at, day. Oh, and yeah. So, who, who was it? Oh, yeah. He, he had worked with um, Scott, our producer, had worked with Howie Mandel. Okay. And, and the, the, the first day we did four episodes, I was like, wow. I was like, that was a lot of fun, but I am white. Right. And he was like, oh, just wait. Howie does 8 to 10 a day. You'll get there. And I was like, first of all, Howie has no hair, okay? My <laughs> hair change alone is right. 20 to 40 minutes. Right. So let's just, that's number one. So that's for deal or no deal they were talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, number two, I need some sort of nap time in there, even if it's sitting straight up. Right, exactly. <laughs> number three, but but yeah, so I don't I, I don't think I ever want to do eight a day just because I, I for me personally that's too much, but it is a very cool, very cool setup. Yeah. And I ended up having to kind of look at it like 
on TV, we do like five scenes a day or six scenes a day. And, you know, we did four a day, but eventually I'm sure we'd get to five or six a day. So right. I kind of just started looking at each show like a new scene. Yeah. So because, uh, you know, starting fresh. Right. Um, it's cool. So, yeah. Do you have an improv background or no? No. None? None. Because I was thinking that too while I was watching. I'm like, you got to have... A- you got to be on your toes. You got to be. Yeah. yeah, I have none. In fact, I think it's just because I'm a little bit like crazy. I love goofy. Yeah, I just I love <laughs> being spontaneous. But I hosted this dinner in New York for the CW affiliates for Upfronts, and it was oh, with yeah. Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, cool. I lo- he's my new bestie. Love him. Um, I love Whose Line Is It Anyway? I used to watch the old version on like Comedy Central. I think it was like this little hidden. It just show. it's timeless. Yeah, it's totally timeless. Yeah. Um, so we were hosting together and like he was literally walking off stage at the end and I was like, Colin, I was like to the audience, it was like 300 people. I go, uh, you know, he doesn't know I'm going to do this right now, but I I would kick myself. I said, I've always wanted to be on your show. Now is my moment. I said, I will let you pick the game, but I'm sure everyone here wants to see a sneak preview of what they're going to see Tuesday nights with who's not anyway in perfect score. Don't you guys? Wink, wink. And so, so, yeah, so I knew that I wouldn't get in trouble. I was like, if I like, if I throw it this way, I can't get in trouble. And then I was like, so Colin, what game are we going to play? And he ended up choosing, um, uh, the game where an audience member calls out uh, something that starts with A. Oh, okay. So it was a day to Applebee's. And then Colin started, and I had to answer it. Uh, we do each sentence back and forth telling a story, starting going from A, B, C, D, going yeah, in alphabetical order. Yeah. It was crazy. And then I was like, first day to Applebee's, I was like, you need to come on my show because clearly you don't know where to take people for a first day. <laughs> right, exactly. But, um, but so that improv was like... And, you know, again, that was a night where I got off stage and I was like, that was so much fun because I had, it was, it's like a do or die moment. You yeah. have no idea what's happening and you're just in the zone and you're and like staring at them in the, <laughs> it's staring at them because right. it, you know, that, that connection is all you have. Right. And, uh, I don't know. It's just fantastic. That's really fun. You should do an, like a, they should do like a celebrity whose line isn't anyway and have, have the perfect score host on. Uh, you should just be an all-time producer for CW. Or no, or any, me. Okay. Actually, you, you should be the, the Ariel Cavill producer. Okay. And then you just... I would love that. You start the ideas and I know. you like, get rolled. Well, that's the one thing with this town. It's like, you got to get the idea hot, like, at the, like while it's hot. Otherwise, someone else is going to come up with it I after know, you. I know. That is so, so true. Now everyone's like, of course Ariel Cavill's a host. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like she has her own like, show in the CW. You first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well... One day. Um, but I was going to say that about, like, hosting game shows, that um, I remember I, I, a friend of mine was once a big Wheel of Fortune fan, so we went to see it being filmed. Oh, yeah. And they told us, like, someone was like, how many episodes do you do a day? And they said six. And I started doing the math in my head. I was like, in, from Monday to Friday, if you do six a day, you get 30 done. That's more than a month's worth of episodes. So in 10 weeks, you finished in a year, if even that much, because they probably show repeats. So I was thinking, Pat, yeah, Pat Sajak and Van Away are only working like 10 weeks a year, and, and then they're, they're chilling. So chilling. Yeah. Chilling like they could buy their own island. It's incredible. I know. That's what I, I pictured them just on an island that they own. But yeah. And you're like, how do I get that? Right. And they've been doing it since we were, before we were born. I know. <laughs> I know. It's pretty amazing. I know. Um, so yeah, if you get a full season, and it's not just a summer show. No, get them all done in a couple chilling. weeks. Yeah, exactly. And you can <laughs> come visit my island. And you'll still have time to make TV shows and movies I and know. everything else. Well, that's what's fantastic about it is I've been able to do 
you know, I'm not, I've been very clear to say I'm not giving up acting for hosting. I'm yeah, very much doing both. And um, what's cool about it is I've, I've had to actually, most people assume since the show's airing now that I'm still shooting. Mm. And it, and you should, it's funny, there's shock on their face. And I'm like, no, we did that like months ago. We're done. It's right. one week of filming. Because they immediately think it's going to be problematic because you don't, I can't be unscripted and unscripted at the same time. But uh, but it's not at all because I don't I'm not tied up I'm right. tied up for four days right you know so everyone out there she's available <laughs> check my avail <laughs> check her avail thanks um, so let's go back to the beginning so where are you originally from Orlando Florida nice. I do feel like this is in the actors studio no, now, this is where it gets <laughs> to that point so funny yeah so Orlando Florida so yeah. when did you move to Los Angeles California when I was 17 years old what year was that. Uh-oh. <laughs> do I don't do math. <laughs> well, how long have you lived in L.A.? Or what year did you move to L.A.? Do I think remember? it was 2003. So 10 years. Yeah. I just said that on the last podcast. I moved here officially. I saw your August tweet. August 7, 2003. I saw your tweet because I think I congratulated you. Well, there and you in go. my head I was thinking, oh my God, we Me moved too. at the same time. Yeah. I yeah. was living at Oakwood for the year leading no. up to that. So I always say my anniversary is August 7, 2003, but... I graduated college 2002, so I did the Oakwood thing. Where did you go to school? Syracuse. Oh, okay. With um, with Paul James. Oh. That's how we know each other. Yeah, and I went to high school with Aaron Yu. That's in New Jersey. Crazy. Isn't that funny? And uh, they're all friends out here. That's crazy. Talk about a small world. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so uh, I say that August it's August 7th because that's when like I started the lease on an apartment and my car was shipped out. To me, that's when I officially moved because yeah. the Oakwood thing. I can't believe you did Oakwood. Man, I respect you for that. Uh, It was fun. Wow. But it was weird. I mean, fun but weird. But I wasn't a kid, too. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure for a guy, it's like a wet dream because there's just all these, (laughs) like, young Hollywood chicks, like, chilling by the pool, going over scripts. Like, can you help me? Yeah. And you're like, sure, I can. Yeah. (laughs) Come in my apartment. I have a podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, at at 22, (laughs) I could not help them. Yeah, but but you made them think you could. That's That's all that matters. Yeah, I was doing, at the time, I was doing an observership, it was called, with James Burroughs at Will and Grace. Oh, wow. I had met him, and I told him he was my idol, which is true, and he invited me to Will and Grace, so I would drive yeah. from Oakwood to the Radford lot. It was really, it's actually very sweet in retrospect. Yeah. And uh, my daily routine was to get um, uh, a turkey sandwich at the little convenience store at Oakwood, so like you don't even have to leave oh, the my premises. God. Get it's that for lunch world. in like a little styrofoam thing, bring it to the pool with Variety and Hollywood Reporter, which I also got at that little convenience store, and just sit by the pool reading about all the deals that were being made in in Hollywood. This is before they That's the websites. This goes before those those uh, magazines had websites, and I would just think about it and dream about it. And all these people are you know trying to make it, and so mm. yeah, it was fun. So wow. I, I look back fondly on that, but it wasn't official until you have an apartment because then there's no turning back. Uh, yes. And you have your car. I was yeah. renting a car from Enterprise, which was oh, also yeah. on the Oakwood premises. So no way. Yeah. That's Isn't like that Celebration funny? Orlando. You like you don't need to leave. <laughs> you don't have to leave. <laughs> it's really odd. Well, what was it like growing up in Orlando? I should ask you that because Disney World. I know. It's, it's funny. I grew up in Winter Park, which is like 30 minutes outside of Orlando. It's a very sweet, small town. It looks a lot like... Pasadena, okay. more historic homes, nice. beautiful trees, brick roads. People call it like it's like Monopoly because we have like New England Avenue. <laughs> right. Um, oh, that sounds so. Nice. It's very sweet. Um, but Orlando, it's funny. When I left, I was going to public school. I was going to Winter Park High School, and I was you know doing everything I could. I was student council. I was doing sports, all of that. And um, drama club or no? 
No. Interesting. No, no, no. I, I, I completely made fun of actors. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but I know. I say that only because it is. It's funny. <laughs> it's part of my my journey. But um, no, my my sister and brother were actors. Older, and, yeah, older. I have an older sister, younger brother. Okay. And my sister actually went to Dr. Phillips for the drama performing arts program there. They have an amazing program, um, theatrical program. And uh, and I saw her go through, like, she was never home. She was always doing tech. She'd get up at 5 in the morning, and she wouldn't be home until midnight. This was high school because she was, you know, like, striking the sets and doing tech and oh acting and all that. And I just thought, like, no way in hell. Like, that's that. No. Right. So, and if I'm going to be working that hard, I'm going to be getting paid. You know? Like, right. I was just, I had right. a different mindset, and I was doing sports. And that's how I got my um, physical. I need to be doing something. Okay. And um, And then I went to visit my, and I had been... Um, dabbling in modeling and commercial work, not not tied into acting necessarily, but because there's a lot of that in Florida, it being with so many theme parks and right. shopping centers, and and for me to be making money at 15 and saving it was like such a turn on. So I was already doing that, but I wasn't, I didn't have a full vision other than I wanted to do it to keep making money until right. I figured out what yeah, I wanted to do. It's nice to make money as a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> and so then. Um, I started realizing that I wanted, really wanted to get into acting. And I just literally on a day's notice took myself out of public school. I'd had enough money to put myself in this private performing arts school um, that my parents found for my brother. Um, and it's, it, Manny Moore went there. Um, a lot of like pro golfers. It was a fully accredited school that they had open, very small, but it was designed for, you know, like elite gymnasts that are traveling or right. pro golfers or singers or actors. Just to audition Brittany to get Snow in? went there. Oh, she did? Yeah. So, but she was out here working, but when she would oh, be, wow. so she would do it online, but then when she would go home, she actually had a facility to go into. So it was a little more of an appeal than like a just doing it online. Right. You know, you had a place to go. You actually had teachers to right. interact with when you weren't working. But then when you were working, you didn't get penalized because public school, they would just like fail you if you right. miss more than like eight days or right. something so, so more understanding yeah so i went there and started uh i would dr- i drove to tampa four nights a week which was like a two-hour drive to take this uh adult acting class it was the only kid i was 15 or 16 in the class and i don't know why she let me in thank god she did but that was really my first like that was the real training, the like brutal training, like getting into character and how you do that and how you do it emotionally, physically, That's vocally. Really cool. Yeah. And then um, I started taking meetings out here, back and forth, because my parents were like, "Look, you don't have to have. A, we're not worried about you. You can get a job out there, like waitressing or whatever. But you ha- you have to have an agent in Amanda before you go. Like, we don't want you like cold submitting. Like, right. here you go, knocking on doors. Check out my resume. Right. So um, I started um, making trips with my mom and my brother because he was still acting at the time. And um, and I remember the first trip out here, I met with like three managers all through Connections from Florida, and they were all worked out of their homes. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, 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 we want to represent you. And I laughed, and my mom would be like, what do you think of them? I was like, no way in hell. <laughs> I was like, of course they want to represent me. They work out of their home. Yeah. No. Well, I was like, I want someone with a company, with it, wow. like someone that answers their phones. Right. Like, no. So then. Not some 22-year-old guy in an Oakwood apartment. 
<laughs> exactly. That's exactly. why. That's why you didn't take the meeting with me. That's no. true. But that's why I'm, I'm here now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so, anyways, I think they were a little worried. But then I was still auditioning, and I, um, I actually put myself on tape for Freaky Friday. Oh wow! And I remember when that was happening. Yeah, I was out here that summer. Yeah. And I, f- they tested me for it. Um, so I flew out for that, and through that round of meetings, I got set up with an agent and a manager. And this is amazing. Yeah, and then and I told them that wasn't about that was the end of summer, beginning of school, and I told them, you know, let me go home and graduate early. Like I don't want to go back and forth. Um, I, I've got like three months left of school. You know, right. let me go home, finish, and I'll move out here in January. That's amazing. Um, and then I did at seventeen. And ten years later. Here I am. We gotta have like some big ten year anniversary party. It's it's I, Ben Feldman's ten year too. He was on really? the show. Really? Yeah, he said August two thousand three. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He, when he was on the thing, we figured it out on the podcast. That's so cool. Cause didn't it? Did you have that moment where you were like, "How long has it been?" And then did you? Were you like, "Holy"? Well, I couldn't sh- believe it when I because I remember the August every August seventh, every August seventh, right. and then I'm like, "Wait, 2003, 2013." I'm like, "There's that's a." I had a moment. Yeah, I totally had a moment where I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but then I kind of thought I started thinking back at different things people had told me along the way, and I remember this one agent that I really respected said, "You either, when you first come out here, you either make it in three years because technically from like a, a development like actor, you right. know, it takes like three years, um, or as a woman, anyways, or you hit again." In, in your early 30s. And it, and I remember thinking, like, what are you talking about? And But if I look back on my journey and just what's happened to me, I had so many different awkward phases, both physically but also, like, emotionally. I was learning about myself and life and all of these things. And yeah. it's funny how when that's going on, it's like, you know, there has to be a balance. Like, I, I, I wasn't working during that time because it was like I had to be – doing life right and now it's growing up out here yeah Yeah. and it's funny how now like looking back and how i get what he was saying and what he was trying to say because it's also weird there's so many roles where like if you're 25 unless you truly look like you're like 21 yeah there's not really a place for you yeah you know because you can't play the young mom or you can't play the lawyer but you also can't play the high school girl and you can play college but that's not as interesting normally and it's this weird like thing that happens so i remember when i first like realized it was 10 years i had a moment and then i actually thought it was kind of cool yeah (laughs) well i think it's also you, you when you hear 10 years for some reason more than any years before that you're just like have I done enough uh-huh. to warrant being here for 10 years? But you have. You know, you look back, you're like, I've done a lot. I've yeah. come a long way. But for some reason, you're like, I was supposed to hit certain benchmarks. Where's my Oscar award, you know? Yeah. And then you get really patient. It's funny because sometimes I feel older and then sometimes I feel really young, like mm-hmm. depending on who you're in the room with. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're in a room with like 50-year-old directors and you're like, wait, I'm young. Mm-hmm. But then you're with the 21-year-old new kid in town yeah. who has their own Who's like show. the new Twilight. Right, exactly. And, like, and you're, you're like, like, wait, am I old? It's yeah, just, you're like, listen, kid, I know how this goes. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it, in a weird way from like the ages 20 to 40 in L.A., like you can all be friends and hang out and colleagues and work together and not feel any age difference. It's not strange. at all. I also think that's very cool and I have such a better grasp on that now. Like I remember when I moved out, you know, my manager at the time was probably like 33. But I thought, like in my mind, I was like, he knows everything. Right, exactly. Because he's a manager. 
jerk. Right. You know, like I like literally, I was like, do whatever you want with my career. I trust you. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh yeah, we're kind of all in the same boat. We all do we different jobs yeah. and have different expertise levels, but you know, it doesn't feel like an age gap yeah. at all. Sometimes I'm surprised to find out how old somebody is. Yeah. In both directions. I'm like, you're that old or you're that young. It's just, it doesn't really yeah. phase me out here. But, um, so you're, you didn't live at Oakwood. You, what, you just got your not. own apartment? Well, my agency helped the first three months. I think they knew it was going to be crazy because I was moving out in January and it was pilot season. Right. And so I was like, I just need a pl- I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to f- worry about finding furniture. Like, you know, so they helped me find a guy that was subleasing. He was in New York doing a, um, a play. Okay. So I subleased his place, um, which was actually, excuse me, it was on Lanewood Avenue, 7027, okay. Lanewood Avenue. If anyone wants to go see yeah. where Ariel Kebble got her start. Go stock it and then run. <laughs> um, Tweet a picture of it and tag her. <laughs> yeah, because, and you'll notice when you're standing there staring at it, wondering and understanding what I've come from, Where's you'll that? also be like, oh, yeah, that's the smell of the In-N-Out onion ring, ah. onions. That's, I get why she smelled like that walking to every audition. Okay. That's funny. Because I did. I could smell in and out from my apartment complex. Wow. Yeah. That's why he left to New York and subletted it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. I can't do it. So it was actually this two-bedroom. It was, like, crazy expensive, but it was fully furnished. And it was, a, you know, it was great for me, but I had no idea how much money I was already, like, throwing down the drain. Right. Um, well, that's why people do Oakwood because it's furnished. I should have said that. Yeah. That's why you do it. Because you're literally living out of a suitcase. It's yeah. like an extended And you hotel. don't have time to worry about yeah. that. Um, and then, uh, and then I got, my first audition was Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. And I got it. That was your first audition? That was my first it. audition. Wow. Yeah. I love those stories. Yeah. Kenny Ortega, who's a very, very cool director. Yeah. He's a huge and choreographer. choreographer yeah. yeah. Um, God bless him, because I would not have gotten it without him. He, I was so nervous. Um, and, and that was a hit show. Had you seen the hit show? Hit show. Well, they sent it to me before. I, they sent it to me when I was still living in Florida. And I had actually pushed back my move day to move to L.A. like three times because I started freaking out. didn't want to leave my friends. And, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, we have to go because you have this audition in two days. And, like you told them you would be there. So I was like, okay, let's go. So we <laughs> raced across the country. Um, and, and literally our only pictures... We got pulled over at one point because I think, oh, because I was in the median taking pictures of cactuses and, and the policeman like wanted to know what was wrong with me. I was like, I've never seen a cactus before because yeah. I'd never been out west um, driving. Yeah. And he, and he looked at my pictures. I was showing them to him and he was like, why did you take pictures of all the dead cactuses? And I remember being like, I didn't know the difference. Yeah, exactly. I thought they were alive. Yeah. Like, I don't know what a cactus looks like. <laughs> um so we drove across the country with all these weird, random stories. Oh, you drove? Yeah. And you got here in two days? Two days. My mom was, like, driving like a bat out of hell. And I remember we would pull over at these gas stations, and they had these extra long parking spots. I was like, what are those for? And I realized they were for horse trailers, which I thought was very cool. Wow. But then I heard my mom counting, because we were like, oh, there's cowboys around. And we were leaving the gas station. I hear her being like, one, two, three. And I'm like, mother, are you counting cowboys? Wow. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I was like, you, have, you have to a, stop. That's a fun movie. The mother. <laughs> Daughter road trip like from from Orlando to Los Angeles yeah. to become a star. We had never seen so many things. You should on write that. that. You should write a little that mother daughter comedy. Yeah, that would be cool. 
It would be like the guilt trip, except for women. Except for women, yeah. I like that movie. I thought yeah, that was a was really cute. fun movie. Yeah, it's cute. Um, wait, so, so you get here and you go to your first audition for Gilmore Girls and you book it. Were you like, is this well, for real? I I had to pre-read and then I didn't know the difference. And they called me back for the producer session. I remember at the producer session there was all these beautiful girls there, and I was looking around. And I was like, what am I doing oh, here? Come like, on. no, I swear to God, I was like, I was wearing. You have no idea. I was wearing. I was wearing a plaid skirt. Stockings. I was like, oh, you did the Britney Spears. I, like I, maybe one more time. Video. Yeah, except <laughs> stockings. Who wears stockings? Oh, like no, I, I like thought you meant like knee high. No, oh, okay. stockings. <laughs> Actual stockings. With a little plaid skirt and like a red uh, turtleneck. Wow. I know. So I'm looking around <laughs> at all these gorgeous Hollywood girls. I'm like, oh my god, I don't belong. Wait, here. I have a question for you too. Do you have? Did you have headshots? Yeah. Okay, but, but there was no resume to put on it. No. So it was literally you just hand them it a was, picture. It was no, it was my resume from Florida, which was like the SeaWorld commercial. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and then I went in there and I was so nervous because I'd been in my head staring at all these girls out in the waiting room, and then uh, and I started to leave, and Kenny would take a stop, and he goes, "Just take a breath." I was like, "Okay," and he goes, "Just put yourself in this position," you know, and he started kind of talking me through it. And I just did it. And I remember at that moment, hearing his voice calmed me down. I remember, like, just gelling into it. Oh, that's and, awesome. um, and I remember when I walked out of the room, I was like, wow, I don't even care if I get it. But, like, that that's the feeling. Like, that's what I was connected there, you know? Like, I was like, wow, that's what I love. So wow, and then that's, bef- that's actually people. Other people have said that. Michael B. Jordan said that about The Wire. Really? That he got that same feeling. Yep. That's, that's so, so cool. That's that was really a good cool. show. And but it's like it's something where he just knew, like that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. I love that people remember when that you moment. relax enough to let it happen. And he's like, "Wow, that's what this is all about." Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And then before I got home, they called and said I had the job, and I remember screaming. And then <laughs> of course I was seventeen, so I was like in my mind I was like, "Be professional." So I was like, "Okay, um, that's." that's that's fantastic. So, so when uh, when do I work? You know, and right. they're like tomorrow, and I'm like, ah! like, like, let me check my schedule. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like freaked out. And, and they probably told you Warner Brothers lot, right? It was Warner Brothers, I mean, and you know, that's we unreal. would we well, we shot at the Pickwick, which was so cute because we were doing an ice skating rink scene. But we also shot at the ranch, uh, where, the ranch? CW ranch, oh, oh, the CW which ranch. I don't know. I've been back there because I'm doing these voiceovers oh, there right, now. Right, right, right. But. I hadn't been there since Gilmore Girls, and I was, like, so happy to know they still use Full that. circle. I didn't know they used that ranch. That's so funny that you guys did Pickwick, too. Where Gilmore Girls took place where? It was supposed to, it wasn't A small California. town. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, supposed to be California. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, So that's why the ice skating rink. Well, yeah. I actually just um, worked on Hello Ladies on HBO, and we shot a wedding at Pickwick. Isn't it yeah. cute? It's awesome. It's so cute. And there's so many, you could literally shoot so many different kinds of scenes there. We had totally. a tent and, like, a wedding. But, um... It's just fun, but but see the Warner Brothers lot. I think when you drive on that lot, even still to this day, like classic. There's just some. Oh my god, my mom reminded me of the story. We were walking on for something, an audition or something, and they were shooting Friends, and Brad Pitt oh, was walking by to visit friends. Jenny Aniston. Wow. And apparently, she reminded me of this. She's like, "Do you remember when you squeezed my hand because you couldn't talk?" Wow. I was like, "Damn, mom, no!" But thanks for reminding me. I saw Brad Pitt. Well, you know, I actually went to Friends in 1995. You did because I loved that show, and the first season was on, and I fell in love with Jennifer Aniston, and I wrote a letter. As did everyone. But I wrote a letter and no. I sent it, and a production assistant read it. His name was Robert Ackerman. His dad was like a big director producer, and he was a PA, and he read it, and he was just like, "That letter was so good." He's like. In the letter, you mentioned you're going on a family vacation because I'm in New Jersey. You're going on a family vacation in August. You know, 
August 22nd, we're shooting episode two or three or whatever of the season. You know, here's what I suggest. To get on the lot, you should do the Warner Brothers tour with your family. Yes. And then call me in the office when the tour ends, and I'll pick you guys up on a golf cart, and you'll watch the dress rehearsal. No I swear. way. He didn't know I me love anything. this guy. So I should actually hit him up and be like, I ended up moving to L.A. But he, Yeah, he what is he doing up. now? I, I think he's a producer and director, yeah. But he picks us up. Is he still that up. nice? I'm Let's sure. work with I him. I hope so. I know. I'll look it up. I'll get, wow. I'll get the info. But he... Picks us up. He gives me like a friend's T-shirt, a friend's frisbee, a friend phone book, all these things oh with friends my on it. God. Takes us onto the lot, and I and you were with your family. Oh, with my my sister and my parents, and we walk on. I think it was stage twenty-five, and yeah, and I know the date. It was August twenty-second, nineteen eighty-five. Oh my god! And he gets assigned. 8 by 10 He gets all six of them to sign an 8 by 10 picture. Are you kidding? What did white. you say in this letter? I just, did you lie? Were no. You, did you say I, you had a disease? No, I swear. <laughs> it was like, a, I just love the show. I'm going out there. Can I, I just want tickets to a taping. But it was like, my friend Rachel always says, like, Brett and the magic letters. Because I got my Brett Ratner internship, which led to an assistant job with a letter really? after meeting him. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And so she always says magic letters. But anyway, I was, you know, 14 writing this letter, 13 and, and uh, 14. And so... Um, he invites us, and we walk on, and I just remember Jennifer Aniston standing there, and Courtney Cox had just cut her hair short, remember? When yeah, she, oh, that, that was day, such a big deal. She, like, walked in and was like, what do you guys think of the new hair? And I'm like, this is huge news. Like, this You're is You're like, crazy. call the press. <laughs> Hollywood reporters, like, storming in. And you know who else was on the set that day visiting from next door? George Clooney and Noah Wiley. Shut up. Because they were shooting ER next door. And so it's George Clooney, Noah Wiley, the six cast members of Friends, and... Me and my parents and my sister chilling on the set. That's ridiculous. Isn't that awesome? I've never told that story before. That's amazing. And it was I the- love this. I'm getting new stories for your show. I know. You know why? Because you're a host. You're tricking uh. me and you're, inter- you're interviewing me. <laughs> but uh, no, but it's, it was crazy. Because it was the episode where Mr. Heckles dies. Do you remember oh, that? And he like yeah. pokes the, the broom. The naked man. No, no, not the naked one. Oh, not the yeah. Naked one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not the naked one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grumpy one downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the broom. Who used to hit the broom. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's yeah. the one where Chandler thinks he's going to die alone. And, um, yeah. and so what's so interesting is I'm flipping channels very recently and I see friends and I go, I wonder what episode it is. And it was that episode. And I watched it and I still remembered every single line, not from seeing it on TV, but from sitting there. there and hearing them do it so many times over and over and I knew, I just knew that that was going to be my life, like writing, directing. And How old were you? It was 1995, so 14 years old. You're like, so I was nine. Yeah, I mean, August. I'm so young. Right, yeah. No, but I just knew. And then, I mean, the one day I'll turn the tables on myself, but years later, the James Burroughs, Will and Grace thing was very similar. And so, you know. That's amazing. It's, it's like, I, I guess the message is that you should seize those moments. If you get an opportunity to meet someone you admire, just say something, you know? I What's know. the worst they're going to say? Sorry, you can't. You know, I tell you, that is such a good point because when, when I first came out here, yeah, I had I didn't know any better, you know, so I would just go right up to people out of pure passion. That's fun. And then, you know, you start working in the town and you start kind of, you know, giving people, letting them be and being respectful. And, and it's funny, just in the past year, I kind of had a, a talk with myself and I was like, you know what? Depending on the time and place, if they're having a personal dinner or something. But yeah. but for the most part, it's like absolutely. Like if you see someone walking by, that's an opportunity presenting itself. Exactly. And it's up to me to either let it pass by or at least just say hello. Not everything is going to turn into something, but knowing that I took the action to make it possible. Right. 
does turn into something because it give it it every time I do that it furthers the next one and the next one and the next one and and it this town really is so small that it's see it's like silly not to. right and if you don't say anything you're guaranteed 100 percent nothing's nothing. gonna come from it I but know. at least if you say something it's a 50 50 chance you'll get yeah, shot shot down or not. I find just it's where you're coming from yeah. you know if you're truly coming from a kind place and it's not about like here's my headshot and resume of it's course. really about like you know connect and wanting to just can meet this person yeah. and um then it's I think it's wonderful I geek out usually about writers and directors and yeah. so I'll tell them and they're not used to it you know actors Aww. are more used to it yeah but, totally but totally writers especially and directors writers are, are directors I think a little bit because they've become a little bit more of like you know the they're on the talk shows, and right, but right. writers never are. Right. Writers are always behind the scenes. Right. So to get recognized, yeah. they're like, "What?" Yeah. You know? I'll be like, "You're them. I love that movie." Yeah, then, yeah, it's nice. Um, so let's talk about let's let's do like the inside the actor studio thing. I'll mention a project, and you tell me your memory of it. Okay, how's that? Okay, so um, you did Gilmore Girls. That airs obviously a great experience. Um, after that, you did the show Grounded for Life. Yes. Was that on Fox? It was on, oh gosh, I want to say, was it Fox? I think it was. It was so long ago. But you were just like getting show after show after that, right? Yeah, well, it was fun because that's the funny thing about this town. They try and peg you. They're like, well, is she a dramatic actress or is she a comedy? Right. And they would always say both. They're like, nobody's both. And they're like, well, she's on Gilmore Girls and Grounded for Life right now, so you figure it out. Right. Well, it was a sitcom, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was a sitcom. Yeah, multicam. Yeah, so it was fun for me to bounce back and forth between the two. And Brett Harrison was on the show, and we've remained friends. And um, super talented. And I did a pilot a couple years ago for ABC with Donald Logue. And so, again, it was fun to, you know, work with those people when, when I first moved out in L.A. and still have those relationships. So you now. hit the ground running. You were booking all these things. And then you left TV temporarily and you were doing back-to-back movies for a while. So I'll mention the movie. You tell me what you remember about it. So 2004, Soul Plane. Oh, my, my gosh. My friend Jesse Torero directed that. Jesse's the best. Jesse... Hired me in my first studio film yeah. for MGM. I was the white girl, literally. <laughs> the token, yeah. Yeah, Heather Hunky. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> Heather my Hunky thing, was yeah. your, your character. That was my character name. Tom Arnold was so wonderful to me. He truly, truly was like, I had no idea what was going on. And he took me under his wing truly as his daughter and was so kind to me and, and still is to this day. Um, he is a good man. I... I I, I like him. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Hart, who's now a Kevin huge Hart deal. Kevin Hart is huge. Um, He's, Monique, who won an Oscar. I know. <laughs> and Snoop and, Dogg. And also, my first scene was with Snoop Dogg. That's pretty cool. That was crazy. That's cool. That, I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> my first scene is with Snoop Dogg. Right. All my Florida friends will be freaking yeah. out. Um, was there a contact high situation on the set? There was. <laughs> there was. He had a secret smoking room. Oh, okay. And I remember one time the PA didn't know to not... To Open the door. Yeah, because that was the closest bathroom. And he took me up there. And I remember opening the door and, like, all this smoke poured out. And I did not know what to do. And they all just, like, turned their heads slowly and looked at me because they were playing video games. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't see anything. I mean, I don't, I don't smell anything. I mean, I just I, I just have to pee. Okay, bye. Like, I did not know what to do. You pull the smoke alarm. I was like, they're going to shoot me. Like, I didn't know. That's funny. So they were so cool. Snoop was awesome to me. Everyone was 
was, you know, it was a very fun set. Yeah, that's a fun movie. So yeah. 2005, I think this is the first time I saw you, probably. 2005, a movie called Be Cool. Be which Cool. Which was the sequel to Get Shorty. It was. I mean, the cast, John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Vince Vaughn, I not know. bad. My scenes were with Vince Vaughn. Very cool. You played Robin. I played Robin, his sassy assistant. Very. How, how fun was that? It was a blast. I got to see, I was really, you know, because I had a small role in that, I had a lot of time to just be on set and observe and watch. And I remember watching Vince Vaughn work when the cameras were not rolling and he was talking to everyone. He was in character, you know, doing his thing, but he was talking to everyone, all the extras, all the PAs, everyone. He was kind of like, you know, the mayor of the set. And I remember noticing that quality and being like, oh, that's a star quality. You know, like kind of making everyone feel like there's someone. It was cool. That's neat. Uh, 2005, another movie that I saw, American Pie Bandcamp, with yep. Eugene Levy of American Pie fame. I know. What was that like to jump into that franchise? That was so good. You know, they hired somebody else. I tested for it because uh, it was the first, my first lead in a film. Yeah. I tested for it. They hired a redhead. I was like, that's so on the nose, but whatever. <laughs> you guys do what you want. Right. So then, because she was the band geek, you know? Right. And then... They, oh, right. Allison Hannigan had already been the redhead in the other one. So they hired this new redhead, and they fired her because they needed someone that could really work opposite Tad, who was meant to be St- who was Stifler's brother, brother, who's really right. wild and crazy. Right. So then I got a phone call out of nowhere, like three days after the movie had started shooting, and they were like, you know, can you do the role? So, um... Which was crazy. That had never happened to me before. I was like, what? Sure. Great. So, um, when you think wild and crazy, you think Ariel Keppel, I guess. <laughs> like, this girl's not wild enough. <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. But but she's nerdy, remember? Right, she's right, wild right. and crazy, but nerdy right. and sweet. But kind of like the charm. hot nerd. Like, you take all, you know, like those movies where you take off the glasses and take the like, hair down. She's and suddenly the, she's, she's all hot. that. She's all that. Yeah. yeah. The hot nerd. So, but I took it very seriously. I actually made them hire a band conductor and I studied under the band conductor for like three weeks wow. and I went to like the band competitions and I don't know, I thought it would be fun to be a bandy. So I, I took it. To the I, next level. Yeah, I took it. It was hardcore. I like it. Okay. 2006, Aquamarine. Aquamarine, I played Cecilia. Yeah, Cecilia, and that cast. A friend, of mine, a friend of mine's in that, Sarah Paxton. Yeah, she's called into the podcast before because we did a mock Big Brother weekend at um, Lance Bass's house oh, in, in October, cool. and she won. And so she called into the podcast to talk That's about so it. So cute. But great cast: Emma Roberts, JoJo, Jake McDormand. That was like before Emma Roberts was Emma Roberts. She was still a very sweet little girl, and it's crazy because I feel like I can't believe I've I'm old enough to say like, wow, I've watched her grow up, <laughs> yeah. but she's growing up beautifully. Yeah. But really, I mean, at that time, I was like all those. I was their big sister. I was the oldest one on set. Right. So it was crazy, and I played a very snotty girl. And that was a Fox movie, right? It was Fox. Because I know that because I was working on X-Men 3 on the lot with yeah. Brett Ratner, and you guys were the big billboard when you would drive onto the lot. It was the Aquamarine yeah. billboard every day. Yeah. Um, and then 2006, also, big year for you. I got to mention this movie, John Tucker Must Die. Yes. Great movie, directed by Betty Thomas, who Love her. is an actress, too, did Troop Beverly Hills. Everyone knows that. But She's she directed amazing. Howard Stern's movie Private Party. She directed the Brady Bunch movie, which I love. Um, Jesse Metcalf was John Tucker, mm-hmm. who I know. 
And the cohorts in the movie, Brittany Snow, good friend of ours, uh, Sophia Bush, and Ashanti. I know. That's a fun movie. It was. That was the movie that like, we said was like summer camp. Yeah. You know, we were all so young and fresh in Hollywood, and this was a huge movie. It was an adorable concept. Yeah. We were all up in Vancouver together. It was like, honestly, like that was that moment where you're like, life doesn't get better than this. That's awesome. I remember flying up my best friend because it was her birthday, and I took her shopping all weekend, and we all hung out with the cast that night at dinner like it was just like pure bliss yeah yeah that's really nice to hear yeah and the concept of that movie is three girls find out that they're all dating john tucker they're all dating and they're all they're three girls from different cliques yeah okay i was from the nerdy video (laughs) why do they make you the nerd i mean you do not look like a nerd smart brat you don't look like a nerd in that movie (laughs) damn it (laughs) they're both if you remember i'm the host of the basketball game that's right Oh, Car- it all comes back. Cariel. Uh, Betty, Betty Thomas had nicknames for all of us because she couldn't remember our names. So she calls like <laughs> Dougal number one and two and Boopy and Bip Bop. And, uh, but then she started mixing names. So I was Cariel because my, my character name is Carrie. Right. So I'd be like, this is Cariel signing funny. off. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Okay, 2006, another one The Grudge 2. Yeah. That's scary. Poor little Allison. Yeah, you played Allison. Amber Tamlin took over for Sarah Michelle Gellar. She mm-hmm. played her sister. She's wonderful. Those movies are terrifying, though. They Well, we shot in Japan for three months, so wow. that was, was cool that like? and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> After three months, I was ready to go I home. Know. What's it like when they tell you you're going to go shoot in Japan? You're probably like, that's awesome. So excited. And then three months. So excited. And after three months, I was really like, I'm done being the only blonde in well, Japan. Do you, know, you know what's <laughs> funny? You know, I need to go home. You know what's a funny pattern? <laughs> A pattern that I notice here in LA with my actor friends and, and director friends too, they'll be like, I gotta get out of LA. And they'll book a movie for like three months and then they can't wait to come <laughs> home. And I'm like, I love that you had to leave to appreciate it. Honestly, I just wanted in and out. Like, I just, there were so many things where I was like, God bless America. Right. But I, I truly, I mean, here's the thing I'm making jokes about it. That's but funny. I actually, when I was there, um, I, I made a dear friend who was my liaison. And it was very cool because. She, you know, their culture is so different. And, and I mean, she, I remember she taught me Japanese. Um, wow. While I was there, I learned a Do lot you of Japanese. Any? Uh, squishy, squishy. What's that? <laughs> it means little, little. Uh, wow. Yeah. Squishy, squishy. Yeah. I just learned squishy, Japanese. Squishy, squishy. squishy. Wow. Uh, squishy is a little, and then squishy, squishy is a little, little. Oh, much Very little. little. Very yeah, little, right? Much, much little. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. Um, but in, in return, I taught her, like, how to show emotion, because they don't even hug over there. And so I remember the first day I hugged her, she, like, almost froze. Like, she didn't know what to do. Um huh. So it was very. I had some like life-altering experiences over there. It was just after that, you know, it's it's intense. How's the food? Because I am a big fan of Japanese food. The food was incredible, but only if you have a a liaison. It's it's because it's so. I mean, you don't know what you're eating if you don't, or if you speak Japanese, I guess. But (laughs) the difference was like the days I had her and the days I didn't. Like there was days where I just wouldn't eat (laughs) because it's that. Like I'd order something and I'd be like, "Wow, I just ordered octopus." brains like i didn't mean to do that i just wanted lunch right so i'm gonna go chill this sounds good yeah so it was very it was an interesting learning curve but you know i was so excited to take on that movie because i play this girl who i play the she's a wallflower right the the cool girls beat up on her that's how she gets grudged and she had long black hair and i actually purposely you know i stayed out of the sun i grew up my eyebrows i gained weight i did all these things that i was like wow this is my moment you know like i'm I'm going to show people that I'm 
I can be versatile. Right. I can be a chameleon. And it just didn't translate. It, really? Why yeah, not? like people it for the it was just one of those things where it just it kind of I've learned it's a very specific moment when you really want to do like that kind of like monster moment mm-hmm. like Charlie's there and monster. Right, right, right. It you have to have the you have to have the momentum behind you for people to care. You know, because I realized, like, looking back at it, I would never take back the experience. I loved doing it. But I ultimately did it for myself because I wanted to prove that I could do that. And I thought, uh, I really did, I thought by doing it I would get recognition, you know. And it's not that way because if people, they knew me as something totally different. So it was like a lot of people just didn't even think it was me. Right. It so was too unrecognized. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, it was it, it's an interesting learning curve of like when you make those very specific choices to do those things, it has to a lot of like, it has to be the right moment. Interesting. And yeah. so, but you kept on the horror train. You did a movie in 2009, The Uninvited. I Alex. did. Thank you. That and that was that was a big role too for I you. Love and that's that Emily Browning, David Strathairn, Elizabeth Banks. Great cast. David Strathairn is such a wonderful man. Yeah, he's what a great an actor. Incredible actor. Incredible human being. Um, Where'd you shoot that? Vancouver. Oh, okay. It's Back like my favorite. Yeah, my favorite spot. <laughs> I, I have friends up there. Yeah. You know, like and it's a, such a quick trip. It's like a two-hour uh, flight from here. Wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorites because number one, I loved the role. I loved yeah. the surprise at the end. I loved working with these in, like high-class actors, and it just—it was a whole different ball game for me. You know. So these horror movies, though, or thrillers, are they as scary to shoot or? I mean, maybe for some people, not for me. You get spooked out at all? I just feel like those sets must be No. I've never worked on a movie like that. No. I mean, definitely not The Uninvited. Well, The Uninvited, I had to face my fear because I have a huge fear of fire. Oh, really? Yes. And for those, I won't ruin the movie for those who still haven't seen it. Years later, Check but it out. Check it out. <laughs> but um, but there's there's explosives involved in fire, and the way that we had to shoot that was they put flames all around me. Wow! So that was huge. <laughs> so that's something cool too. I had to with, face my fear. With acting, yeah, you can overcome fears. Yeah, you're forced to face it. Yeah. Wow. So even though you know it's a very controlled set, you still get a little nervous. It was so freaky because they're bringing in, like, all these torches. They literally made, like, a fire fence around me. (laughs) And I was like, well, here I go. Did I sign Yeah, I was like, just another day on set. You're like, where's that stunt girl that was supposed to be here today? That's funny. Okay, 2011, a movie, I Melt With You. Yes. That was a Sundance movie. It was. Awesome cast. Rob Lowe, Jeremy Piven, Thomas Jane. That's amazing. And I remember, actually, we were once... You remember we were once at Boa, the restaurant? It was across the street from Truesdale, mm-hmm. which was boots, is Bootsy now. But, yeah. Um, we were there before Truesdale one night, and a, a girl that I knew came over, and she's like, are you the girl from I Met oh, With yeah. You? I was thinking about that. Yeah. And the movie hadn't even come out yet. Which was... Yeah, exactly. It was so random, because I was like, yeah. yes. You were like, how did you see it? Yeah. I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I but think. I was like, that's awesome that you got recognized, and like, you, yeah. you were great in that movie. Yeah. Because I have a small part in that, but that was... That was a cool role. Mark Pellington directed it, and, and I'm a huge fan of his work. And uh, he actually spotted me. This never happened. He spotted me on the street. I was walking on La Brea, and he sent his like assistant. He's like, "Oh, Mark Pellington wants to talk to you." And I was like, "Great, who the hell is that? Like, what? Like, yeah." I was like, "What's going on?" And, he, see, he sees the moment in the opposite way. Yeah, he saw you walking by. Yeah, and so my friend I was with was like, "You need to go talk to him," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I went. You and need we, the IMDb app so you can quickly check who. I, 
know. Who is that that wants to talk to me? Well, it was cool because he actually remembered me. I had audition. I knew he sounded familiar. I just didn't believe in that moment. That was actually what was going on. <laughs> right, right. And then um, I'd auditioned for him for Henry Poole is here, and he remembered me, and we had a wonderful conversation. He told me about the project, and I said, send it to me. And I remember it's, it's you know, it got a very, it has a very polarizing um Reaction. It's much more serious than people expected. It's they thought it was like intense. four grown men go on this Going weekend, crazy. like reunion weekend kind it's of thing. It's very intense. Yeah. And so I really had to like know what I was stepping into. And for me, I thought it was, I've had um, some people in my life commit suicide. And, and also the script presented questions to me that I'd never asked myself before. Like, has my dad had these questions? You know, mm. entering as a middle-aged man or as right. a father, like, is he... Does he consider his level of success and what is he doing next? And also, will my brother face these kind of questions? And I don't know. I like scripts that um, cause me to think and ponder and and, and have new perspectives in yeah. ways I didn't before. So that was why I really I was excited. Yeah, for that it's one. dark, but it's a cool movie. Yeah. And then um, 2011, I bring this one up. It's called Answer This. Yeah. And I watched it on Netflix because I'm on a weekly trivia team. No. Yeah. Where? Well, it was at Goal every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I knew about that. Yeah. yeah but yeah, now yeah. Um, Goal has – it's on a hiatus at Goal. It's this company, King Trivia. So we've been going Monday nights at another place called Pit Fire Pizza on Fairfax. Oh, but, I know Pit Fire. Yeah, they have and, one in the Valley. Pit Fire is really yummy. Well, they're doing it Monday nights there. And That's Fairfax. so, and so funny. If you ever wanted, Should I go host it? I was going to say just be on the team. But no, I'm terrible. It, <laughs> but I'd rather, I'd rather host because I still can be a part of the fun. Yeah, but you – I would I, I would aid and no answers. Yeah, but you – That is so fun. If you want to do it on a Monday night, but but um, it was so funny because I saw the subject matter of the movie and I was like, I, I have to watch it because oh. it's this subculture of trivia. It's like my weekly fix of where I really have the brain. It power is, but and- what's what's really cool about that is um, the Mike Farah and Chris Farah, Mike. Fair produced it, and he runs Funny or Die. Yeah, Funny or Die, right. And his brother, Chris Fair, wrote it. And they're from Michigan. So this is based off of their actual, like, college life experience. (laughs) And the college professor in it actually still teaches at the school. And we were the only film production to get clearance to actually shoot during a UM game. And so there was just, it was just just a fun experience. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. And so anyone who is on a trivia team, watch that on Netflix. Answer this. Okay. This is a big one. 2012. We're almost where we are today. But think like a man. Think like a man. Again, you were kind of the white girl. I (laughs) I know. I have this theme. I like my theme. Yeah. Uh, Someone's got to be the white girl. Someone's got to be the white girl. But that movie was a huge hit. That was one of the few movies of 2012 that was number one for multiple weeks. I know. Like, it's very rare nowadays for a movie to stay number one because there's so many movies. But that one, I think, three weeks is the number one We were the first to knock Hunger Games. That's right. Yeah. Directed by Tim Story, based on a book by Steve Harvey, your character Gina. Yeah. That I mean, that must have been fun. It was very fun. It was fun to work with Gabrielle again. I had worked with her on... a pilot called Football Wives that did not get oh, picked up. Oh, I remember up. that. Yeah. That was based on a British... Yes. Yeah. British um, really fun cast. Didn't get picked up. But, but so it was fun to work with her again. And, I mean, that yeah, that set was crazy. Working with Jerry Ferreira. Yeah. And it was just... It was oh, a lot of fun. Tim Story let us improv. And... Um, and uh, it was a huge hit. Huge hit. You must get. Do you get recognized for that? Well, it was fun. <laughs> Apparently, I got tweets about. Um, Gabrielle was on Oprah like two days ago, and they showed a clip of the two of us from the movie. So I was getting all these tweets that I was on Oprah. Nice. So That's a big deal. Thank you, Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch that. Okay, a couple more TV shows because I know you have to go. Um, 
2013, the year we're in now. Mm-hmm. 90210, you've done like 15 episodes of 90210 as Vanessa Shaw. I know. Who is a bad girl. B-b-b-bad. I think I tweeted it once. Or I was is like, she? Or, or. She does some bad she. things. If I do my job properly, I think it's still question. Wasn't there like a sex <laughs> tape, something? Yeah, she does some bad things. Listen, people do crazy things when they're in love. That's true. She was obsessed. She was in love. With Matt Lanter. In love. Okay, in love. <laughs> Very passionately in Very love. Very passionate. Um, but I bring it up because the casting director for that show, David Rappaport, his name comes up on here more than anybody because we've had Riley Smith, Rob Mays, Ryan Rotman, Juliana Guell, Chris Zilka all have done their 90210 rite of passage. They all have. And I think you probably you were probably on the same episodes as Rob and Riley. And well, yeah, I was on with um, Riley. I never saw Rob, but it was funny because we would – cross paths like I would be finishing an episode when one of them was coming on yeah. for the next and then I'd be off that episode but whatever so yeah I feel like that show just like anyone <laughs> that was like in their 20s in Hollywood would be on it at some and point. And have fun though. Yeah. Because 90210 did you watch the original Beverly Hills? Uh, yeah. So you're part of the legend of 90210. Yeah and yeah. it was great and Vanessa I don't want to ruin it for maybe people who aren't caught up but she took a little tumble in Malibu off a balcony. <laughs> she took she took a huge tumble. I actually watched it back <laughs> out in slow motion. I'm like, that was not real. Was you it? should have seen on the day. Okay, I'll tell you the part that was me when they threw me in the ocean. The seaweed went up my hoo ha. That was me. When you float back, that out. was me. I was like, okay, people. Like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I'm done. When, like, I, I was right. like, I I was a good girl. That's I didn't I didn't make the stunt girl come in here, but right. now I'm done. Right. Like, but um, but no, we had the stunt person fall off the balcony, and the first time in playback she was all padded up thank god but she when she flipped it her head cute. actually hit the cement oh my god and we were all like scared to go and look and check on her because we were just watching the monitors and there was silence when they called cut because right. we were like she just died oh my god <laughs> we really thought something tragic and like, use it that looked great print it <laughs> and she was like i'm fine i'm great okay. like, yeah but uh, yeah, but in good 90210 fashion, I came back. Of course, better that than ever. That was a nice twist, actually. Better than ever. Yep. Yeah. And you were a little nicer actually when you came back. See. Yeah. In your death experience, a rude changes awakening. People. Right. But I remember tweeting, "How can such a sweet girl in real life play such a bad girl on TV?" <laughs> you were bad. Thanks. Um, okay, I got to mention this show because it's got such a rabid fan base. Vampire Diaries. It does. And it all comes back because that's CW. It all comes so back. So you play Lexi, and this show is still going on, and there's an it open is. door because I always see tweets between you and fans, and I know. they want Lexi back. I know they do. The fans are the best. Um, um, yeah, the, I mean, they've kept Lexi alive. I, I came on the show season one, um, and I had this really, really fun arc. I played Stefan's best friend, and then Damon, jackass that he is, <laughs> staked me through the art. And ever since then, I, I'm between my passion for the character and Julie Plex's passion and uh, the fans' passion, you know, they've been continuing to write me in whenever there's an open opportunity, which is... A dream come true for me because out of all, like she's my favorite, she's my personal favorite. That's so cool. for me, I, I mean, I you know, I love every time I get to go back. But I've never met you know a showrunner like Julie Pleck who like she listens to the fans and she listens to her actors and she wants you know that's, that that shows her baby projects. So yeah. She wants everyone to be happy and 
It's just, it's wonderful to work with someone like that. I met Julie Plack when I was 17, actually. You I have a did? little quick Julie Plack story for you. This okay. is why we have parallel lives in a lot of ways. But Julie Plack um, worked on Scream 2. She worked with Wes yes. Craven and Kevin Williamson. Yes. Scream 2 filmed on the UCLA campus in the summer of 1997. Oh, my gosh. And I was out there for a summer program. My counselor was Jeff Wadlow, who was on the Laughs podcast, who is the writer-director of Kick-Ass 2. He was my counselor at the time. I would walk to class. You had to take, like, a class. It was a summer program. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In high school. I would walk to class, and they were filming Scream 2. So, as you can That's imagine... crazy. I, and she was his assistant back right. then. And you can imagine I did not make it to class. I sat down with... I remember at a picnic table was with Leah Huey Schreiber. Was Dewey there or something? Well, Dewey. Oh, right. Dewey. Yeah, yeah Dewey. David Arquette. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that, again, like you said, when you're young and you don't know better, I didn't know that I'm not allowed to just sit wherever I want. So, yeah. I sat next to Leah Schreiber on, at a picnic table, and he was like talking about auditioning for like Star Wars Episode One. I just sat around like I was supposed to be there. Yeah. And I watched Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette and Jamie Kennedy and all these people working. And I talked to Wes Craven. I took pictures with everybody. That's I still amazing. have them. And, but Julie Pleck was so nice. And we yeah. exchanged emails. And we stayed in touch. And I used to ask her for advice. We've lost touch, but maybe you could put us back. But I she totally was would. the nicest person. And She's amazing. as a 17-year-old in high school, like to have any sort of connection to that She's world. Wonderful. And I was such a Scream fan. So it was just, yeah. it was awesome. But um, Vampire Diaries is super popular. And so hopefully you'll come back to that. Do you like I being, love re- it. do you like to be recurring so you're not Locked, locked into in these shows. I know that's the ongoing question because it's like I pop in these shows and then I. But pop I think, off. but it's cool because you can still do movies. It, it, it is cool. It is cool. It's it's. I mean, if, honestly, it depends on. I wake up. It just depends, it depends on, the on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the last thing we do here and on the list is oh called boy. the mystery question. Oh boy. Okay, so uh, my guest from the last. Is that podcast, my validation? Your parking validation <laughs> is in that, the envelope. Give that to me right now. No, this I is mine. Wait, yours? where's mine? we got to find yours. No, I um, have those. I need the validation. Oh, I we'll can't get you forget. the validation. All right. We'll, we do validate parking here at Thank Omelette. you, guys. And it's Come on, Gursky's show. Get validated. It's also valet parking. Um, I, know. So, okay. I know. I asked them if they did a car wash. They didn't. My car's atrocious. Oh, I was been, so bummed. Oh, you would have killed two birds. I know. So I know. we do this thing, the mystery question. Guest on the last podcast leaves a question in an envelope. I don't even know what it is. Oh. And that's how we end the show. So this is Kick-Ass? So this is from Jeff writer, director of oh, Kick-Ass, and then you, you will leave a question for my next guest. Is it a guy or a girl? We don't know yet. That's part know. of the mystery. That's so fun. So I, have, I wonder what Jeff wrote. Ooh, this, and do I get to read it yeah, out loud? Yeah, read it out loud. You take over as a host right now. Wow. <laughs> what does it say? He got real creative. Uh-oh. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> I want to meet this guy, Jeff. Uh, if you were a superhero, what would your name be, and what would your power be? See, that's a kick-ass tie-in. I know. That's yeah. I know. Very I know. creative. Uh, and yeah. he promoted his movie, which comes out tomorrow. He did promote his movie. <laughs> um, if I was a superhero, I would be Merwoman, because I've always wanted to be a mermaid. Really? Yeah. And, and what would your power be? Well, I would fight crime in the ocean. <laughs> Okay. Is there a lot of crime in the ocean? <laughs> well, you know, between like, yeah, there is. <laughs> so between interspecies. Well, yeah, and yeah, I just I'd regulate all this the sea rules. So do you, is like Ariel from Little Mermaid is like my inspiration? Is she? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm going to keep that in mind because I know someone developing a project that might have that character in it. A live action movie. Really? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Which we'll talk about That's off there. It's like another dream come true. I got it. So mermaid. Merwoman. Yeah, mermaid. Thank you, Jeff, Mer-woman. for your Jeff lovely Wadlow. question. By the way, Jeff, I'm very excited about Kick-Ass 2. It's I awesome. loved the first one. I can't wait. It's even better. Oh my God, I love it. But I read of- the script. I, I, I love it. Oh, and you, okay, we can plug Kick-Ass 2, but let's also one more time plug The Perfect Score. Yes. CW, Friday nights, 8 and 8.30. So much fun. So much fun. Singled out 2013. Perfect score hosted on CW. Hosted by me. 8 p.m. <laughs> grab your friends. Grab, grab some cocktails or kombucha if you can. Get your Friday night Get started. Get your Friday night started. Started right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. On that note, you'll leave the mystery question for my next guest. Okay. Don't show it to me. Okay. And um, thank you so much, Ariel Thank you. For being this was here. so fun. How fun was that? Awesome. We could have talked for another hour, probably. I uh, know. Thank you for having but me yeah, on. Thank you for being here. Thanks, guys, for listening. I was going to say that. Perfect score, perfect score, perfect score. You're such a professional host <laughs> that she took my line. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> How else am I going to end it? Uh, and thank you again, Ariel, for being here. And tune in next time. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.